On the complete guide to Kohoment today, we're going to talk about Turtle Rock. Tile A2. Host, Ryan. Underhost, Zach. Let's get right into it. I'm not even going to be mad about the underhost dig this time. Uh, this is Turtle Rock. This is a big deal. This is sort of the final dungeon in the game. Let's talk about that later. Oh. Let's talk about its dungeon stat. That's at the end of my notes. Oh. So. Well, I've already flip-flopped this entire podcast. No, that's fine. Wow. Uh, now I'm the underhost. Okay, A2 is the tile. Uh-huh. Uh, outside, this is the end of the track. This is the goal of the track. Yeah. Uh, there is, in the side of a mountain, a big old turtle head and some big old turtle claws. Sure. I and, mean, it don't look like no turtle I've ever seen. Sure. Sure. Uh, and that's it. Oh, there's some birds sitting on perched yeah. on the, the arms. Nasty is, crows. Yeah, it's ready cute. to attack. Uh, so what's up with this big head? Uh, it is a stone head sticking out of a mountain. Um, for many players of this game, it will recall the entrance to Turtle Rock in A Link to the Past. Uh, in that game, you had to cast a spell to wake up the turtle or make it explode it's the you make the head disappear yeah um in this game you have to play the frog song of soul which was previously used to wake up a dead chicken and that wakes up this uh turtle head the rocky shell falls off and a turtle supposedly a turtle is inside it's more of a dragon head in my opinion probably yeah uh and so this is a mini boss this is one of not that many mini bosses that kind of transcends the dungeon system i guess yeah uh the head comes to life and you just slash it with your sword a bunch of times uh in the original you're kind of just attacking the stone thing uh in the switch remake it actually is kind of like a like actual dragon turtle head that is sealed in stone, right? Oh, am I getting any things confused? Sorry. Why? What's up? I I, I thought that the stone shell fell off in the original, but I don't. Remember. Oh, maybe it does. It's no, no, no. It doesn't. Okay. No, it doesn't. You just it you just, just wakes up. It. it just wakes up and you slash it a bunch. Okay. Now I've been playing the uh, the Game Boy version, so if there's any like color differences that happen, I'm not noticing that. So. Hmm. It might change color. I'm going to look at it real quick while you're talking okay. about this boss fight. Uh, there's nothing to say about this boss fight. You slash it with your sword. Um, it moves around. It's pretty cool just that, you know, you're fighting a big dragon turtle up in the mountains. That's good enough. Uh, so it doesn't need to be an especially interesting fight. And it's not. It's just cool and cinematic. Sure. Hurry up, hurry up. Okay, he plays the thing, it... Oh, it does come off. Okay, I was okay. incorrect. So yeah, the, the stone does come off. Uh, whereas the difference then is that in the Switch remake, you fight it with the stones, like, on, and then you knock the stones off with bombs? No, you just slash them off, that's right. Yeah. Okay. We gotta get this correct, because this is the complete guide. It is totally complete, and now we've completed the outside part of the dungeon. You beat up the turtle, and the head disappears, and there's a hole in the wall that you can go into to enter Turtle Rock. Turtle Rock the dungeon. 
Turtle Rock starts right off with a new enemy that's almost a mini boss. I was Fire gonna, is yeah. I was gonna agree to that. I was gonna say it's almost kind of a mini boss in its own right. Uh, it's tricky. It does not want it like it actively avoids being attacked, which is a new technique in Link's Awakening. Uh, there's also lava right away, and you can fall into the lava. And after you beat this vire, the doors open up, and from this, you know, second room in the game, the first room where anything is happening, you can go in three different directions. Yep. This is a this is a beast of a dungeon that you can tackle in a lot of different orders. Yes. Uh, there is no intended route. There I, are no hints of what you're supposed to do. It's uh, yeah, not even yeah. not even there's no is there even a oh, there is an owl statue okay um but yeah there's there's a hint tile but that that is i don't care about that uh, there's the, also well okay we have to get this out of the way this dungeon is kind of like a they call it turtle rock it doesn't really bear comparison to link to the past's turtle rock not outside of being a turtle shaped dungeon that has uh lava in it but the lava in Link's Awakening or Link to the Past is just a background, right? You yep. can't fall into it. Uh-huh. So this is a totally different thing and it's actually a lot more similar and I think intentionally similar to level 9 in Legend of Zelda. I think that bears out. I think that definitely bears out. At least in its complexity and its nonlinearity. Uh, but and, and I would say Turtle Rock is even less linear than uh, level nine because level nine starts out with kind of a little intro area where you have to figure out to bomb this wall and to go th so you can find the path to the rest of the dungeon that doesn't happen here they just cut you loose there is no like finding the rest of the dungeon because you're already in the thick of it level nine loz has the thing where there's kind of multiple floors with different paths between the floors mm-hmm that you can take a lot of different routes to get there, some more efficient than others. Uh, this doesn't really have that. This is just one big playground that's all interconnected. Yeah. Uh, there's no separate areas. Everything connects to everything else in some way. Uh, uh, mostly. Uh, one exception, but we'll come to that yeah. later. Uh, sure. I wanted to stop on the Vire real quick and mention that the Vire is a holdover enemy from LOZ, oh, thus yeah. increasingly adding this to being another LOZ-esque dungeon. Uh, uh, but they save it for this last dungeon. They do. There's still surprises. Lava and Vires. Oh my gosh. There's another thing that this has in common with LZ Level 9, but we'll run into that in a second. Mm. Uh, which way are we going first? Which way do your notes uh, go? Which direction? I think my notes are just like, gosh, it's not linear. <laughs> um, my my notes don't go like in uh, walking around the dungeon. So let's try going uh, left. Okay. Uh, left, you go through some stuff, and then we get to the next thing I wanted to talk about, which yeah. is, there's a buttload of mini-bosses in this dungeon. Oh, yeah. They bring back a ton of mini-bosses, which is another thing that LZ Level 9 did. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. LZ Level 9 is filthy with mini-bosses, too. And so here you run into a Hinox. Further on in the dungeon, you'll run into the Rolly guy from the first dungeon. Uh, there's a Rover here. Uh, there's the Dongo Snakes, which we'll talk about later, because that's a really fun thing to talk about. Um, they even have the, um, what's his face? The the water guy, the water bug guy that I cannot Water bug of. that's not technically a tech type, but it's like the supposedly related to hover. I forget, yeah, yeah. What, I forget what his English name is. He's here, <laughs> and they changed his room to a lava pit, which is awesome. 
So it's like it's the same AI, right? It's the they exact didn't have same to encounter. Reprogram anything. They just put they them just in a different put lava room. in there, and it's a completely different fight. And it yeah, so it completely good. changes the fight. It's so good. Yes, it's very efficient reuse of assets to make something way more interesting. I think they might have wanted to put every mini boss in here. It kind of reads like you're gonna fight every mini boss, and then they just didn't have space for a couple of them who are we missing um Gomez. goma and um what's that guy's oh name? grim creeper but grim creeper is a story character that you can't yeah. bring back because he died i mean he could come back <laughs> that'd <know>. be rad <laughs> that can, would they, be awesome actually they, it could be the grim creeper's brother like they did there was a which one was that skyward sword had this like pirate robot you fight mm-hmm. and then they brought it back for the final dungeon but it was like Oh, it's the other pirate robot that fights just like it. And awesome. it's like the stupidest thing. It's so good. All right. So there's a lot of bosses. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of puzzle elements um, that maybe we should talk about next. Uh, um, can I well, talk? should we talk about filling the holes? I want to talk about filling the holes. Okay. Uh, I don't even know that this puzzle element has a name. I went, like, very cursorily looking through Zelda Wiki to see if anybody had figured out a name for these things, but... I didn't find anything I liked. Um, I yeah, I think Zelda Wiki definitely calls it something, right? I didn't run into anything useful. Um, there's probably a name for these things, but there's a puzzle element in Turtle Rock that has shown up in other like Zelda-like games before. I actually found it um, where you push a block, and then your control of Link is relinquished, and you're just controlling this block as it kind of paves a path over a pit. And yeah, so you're yeah. able to use this to create a path over a pit to, like, walk across it. But the conceit is that if you maneuver it perfectly, you will fill every hole in the pit, and then that will satisfy a condition that the game will be happy about yeah. and then give you uh, a reward for having perfectly completed the pit. So it's very much like a, a spatial puzzle of being able to mm-hmm. walk over every tile without doubling back over it. Yes. Which is how a lot of other Zelda-ish games will do that. Uh, it also ends up being a dexterity puzzle because it's not obvious when to move, hit the D-pad to say move the other direction, and so you will be you know you know what you're trying to do, but if you don't uh, hit it at exactly the right time, you'll run into a wall or you'll mm. run into your own path and. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm have to start over the switch remake makes this a little more clear with like an arrow underneath the platform yeah. as you're moving it around uh but it's still fiddly in a way that i could see taking umbrage with but i actually really like this very frustrating for me as a kid sure uh and there's a and there's a, there's a few of these in the dungeon and some of them are very simple and then the one that will i'm just gonna jump to right now uh, to get the uh, boss key for the dungeon is a very huge pit that you have to take mm-hmm. very carefully. Um, and that and one you is... have to figure out, you have to do the the mental part of it and figure out how to fill that up, and then you have to do the dexterity part of it, and it can be really, really nasty. But once you figure that out, that's... I don't know. I, I like it. I like it. I think, I think it's a good puzzle element. Um, it's a little more esoteric than some of the other puzzle elements in the game. Yeah. Uh, this kind of... Le- that it's more similar to what ends up happening in the oracles with some of the puzzle elements there where they get kind of weird. Mm. Um, but that's a puzzle element. Would you call bombable walls a puzzle element? I mean, definitely. 
there's because this game or this dungeon has a ton of them like even more than i knew about even looking at the map when yeah you, i are you talking about the one like right at the middle i knew that one okay uh i didn't know that you could get access to the crystal switch room from below it apparently oh yeah which that would save me a lot of trouble doing this dungeon we have to we have to talk about the crystal switch room a little later yeah we'll come back to the we crystal can't switch get room. into that but because that's a really uh, good thing there's well, so much more um, um but like okay i think this is another part of intentionally being like an loz dungeon where part of it is like just being lost not being able to rely on a map right. having to try out can I get in there by bombing this wall? Can I get in there by bombing this wall? And there's, like, bombable walls that you will not notice until you're on the other side. Like, there's a crack on one side versus the other. Yeah. So, if you have played the game before or are using a map, there's a lot of shortcuts, but those shortcuts aren't apparent until, for a new player, until you've explored further into the dungeon. In a and way that's very rewarding. Yes. It's good. And I think I said before... That at one point I got lost. I, I I thought I was stuck in the dungeon because yeah. I ran out of keys. Right. Uh, but it turns out that like it's still solvable if you know where these bombable walls are. I know another person that has happened to specifically in this dungeon where it's like, well, I ran out of keys. And it's like, no, you can't. You just have to find the weird bombable wall that you might have missed. But I'm remembering now that I said that before when we were talking to Jason Yu about the music in this dungeon. Oh, can we go to that real quick? Because that's some good okay. stuff. Turtle Rock. Yeah, let's I'm talk about Turtle Rock. Turtle Rock, they also do more or less the same. The the in and out of sync, I think they got like excited about that idea at some point. <laughs> they were like, we should just do this in every track. Because it like, <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, like they, they have that in and out of focus, the two voices thing going on with Turtle Rock as well. Um, and I think the main feature of this of Turtle Rock is really just that tritone, which is the two notes that sort of like are the two musical like chirps that appear after you hear the uh, cave theme. Ba da da da, bum bum. Right, the yeah, bum yeah. bum. That that interval is the tritone, right? So that is sort of like the entire like is kind of the main musical feature of Turtle Rock, and that track generally is like it's not very complicated. It's it's um. Like the the loop length is quite short. It's just yes. um, it's kind of the same thing. So I don't know. It it feels a little bit similar to the original Zelda, like Zelda One dungeon track, I guess. In that well, it's just it's just those rising four arpeggios. And there's a lot that's uh, Legend of Zelda One esque about Turtle Rock. Yeah, it's the most the, the way that you play through it. It's like Oh, really? Just that, like, if you think about uh, the dungeon structure for the first, uh, you know, four dungeons of the game, it's Mm -hmm. not really tricky. It's fairly condensed in structure. Then you get some uh, less linearness, less uh, helpful design in... uh, face shrine and especially eagle's tower which can be like really difficult to understand but i love eagle's tower because it's it's, like it's such a unique dungeon yeah but turtle rock is like there are all these 
bombable walls with no hints. You have no idea oh. what you're supposed to do with a key when you find oh, a key. Right. It's yeah. it's sprawling in a way that not very many of the other dungeons are. Hmm. But in Where... a way that Legend of Zelda dungeons, especially level nine, it's just, almost yeah. I mean, we'll get into it's it. It's like more. they don't we'll, care about you. We'll get into it more. <laughs> Each get into room more, is but, just doing yeah. its own thing, and it's not trying to guide you toward the solution. It's just like I hope, like <laughs> here's a door. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that finding the like the wall that's supposed to be bombed. I mean, I really like it because it does kind of tell you. It, it, it kind of tells you that it's there, basically. You can intuit that it's there, but it doesn't show the cracks. Or it's, like, really hard to see it, I think. Um, I remember getting stuck there a lot. <laughs> I get stuck there every time, even though I've played the game, like, five times at this point. They There are several bombable walls that I think are not indicated visually at all in the uh, Game Boy version. And then they make mm-hmm. them... The, the cracks appear in the Switch version to help you out right. a little. But if you yeah. don't know about those bombable walls, then you can, as I concluded as a child, think, oh, I'm, I've am i locked the game. I used too many keys and there's no way to progress. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, where were we? We were talking remember. about bombable walls. We are talking about puzzle elements in this dungeon. Puzzle elements. Yeah, so, what else is there? I mean, there's so there's lava tiles... Mm-hmm. This place is filthy with lava, and so obviously that's a big obstacle, so you have to do a lot of negotiating that in various capacities. Um, there's some minor puzzles, uh, such as there's a statue that you got to shoot with an arrow to get a key. Yeah. And that's what, what the hint tile is about. That's right. It's like, hey, just shoot this thing in the eye. And it, like, gives you this weird room. Like, nowhere else in the game did they use the statue in that regard. Right, right. And it's like here, they're like... It's kind of a cheap move, to be honest. I kind of like it. I kind of like when they do, like, weird nonsense like that. I think... I I like it too, but, like, it's more fair when you have more of that kind of lateral thinking stuff. Um, If 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 this game had more wacky, unique puzzles, then this wacky, unique puzzle would be more in place and more fair. Everything else in the game is very orthodox, and this is very just, like, out there in a way. And that's why they have to have a hint tile explained to you. Right, right. I want to talk about this whole back section. So you've got this front, I'm going to call... I'm trying to organize the dungeon in my head. It's very difficult. It's... You can't... It's good. It's good. You can't understand... Or, yes, what? There's a back row of tiles, right, that is kind of this, like, back hallway that sure. has a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a whole room full of Gibdos that you have to fight on crack, cracked floors. Good fight. Which makes it a really good encounter. It's not hard, but, like, it's more challenging than just a room full of Gibdos, right? Yeah, exactly. It could be an LOZ room that's just, oh, we just put a bunch of enemies in this room, but they made it more exciting that way. Mm-hmm. Um, in this back corridor, very important... There are two exits that lead out of the dungeon that I think we touched on a little bit previously, but we need to get into it here. Yes. So this is... Uh, Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. You can exit the dungeon and walk around on top of the dungeon and then go back inside of the dungeon somewhere else. And that's a puzzle element that actually is used here. So you exit the dungeon on the left side of this back hallway, and then you will walk out... And find another. Well, then you find the the warp to go back to civilization. Yeah, yeah. So if you are just getting 
wrecked here. You can go back and heal up. Uh, and then you find a way back down, and that's where uh, the Dodongo snakes are. And these Dodongo snakes, it's an enemy we fought in like tons of times in the game so far. Mm-hmm. But the conceit to these Dodongo snakes is that you are on this upper platform, and they're down below. And so you might walk in there to begin with and fight them like normal, and mm-hmm. then beat them, and a chest pops up, but it's on that upper platform. And if you walk, and you can't get to that upper platform. You can't get to it, so you walk out of the dungeon. You take the little up route to get back into the other side. You end up on that upper platform, and that chest is not there because the chest reset when you left the and dungeon. The Dodongo snakes are there, so you have to fight the Dodongo snakes by tossing bombs down below. Yes, which is a little difficult, but very clever usage of again. They're very t- clever, I would say, more than a little difficult. Uh, it's a, it's another taking a boss that they've already used and finding a way to make it more interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and, you know, in Link to the Past, uh, Turtle Rock, you did get to walk around outside of the dungeon, uh, but other than letting you warp to the light world, I guess, or, like, teleport back to civilization, it doesn't really do anything, does it? Not really. It's There's a couple, like, chests and stuff you can get that way. The whole thing with, like, Link to the Past Turtle Rock is it's basically like they wanted to build a dungeon that was just that entire mountain, right? There's just sure. that mountain is filled with caves, and the idea is that you're just, like, entering the heart of the mountain that way. Uh-huh. And so it's very big open spaces with a lot of big tubes connecting things, and it's a very big, magnanimous dungeon, maybe more in the style of, like, a later Zelda dungeon, like something out of Wind Waker, mm. with a lot of just space. Um, this is not this that the Turtle Rock Link's Awakening is not that dungeon. Turtle Rock's Link Awakening is more of the LOZ orthodoxy, where it's like this super dense interconnected area. Um, that's not it's just vast. it's just challenge, challenge, challenge. It is dense. Navigate, navigate, navigate. Yeah, and not really about creating a you know cinematic experience. No, not at all. Yeah, I exactly that. Um, we're getting okay. There's lots of bombable walls. There's lots of returning enemies. There's, there's a, lots of. You can get a. Um, we should probably talk about the dungeon item and the puzzles connected with the dungeon item. But that to get okay. there, we yes. probably need to do the crystal switch first. So, um, no, let's do it this way. Okay. Eventually, you find your way to the mini boss. Okay. The mini boss is Blano. Blano, he's a little like. Penguin dude? I always, penguin? I always imagined him as a penguin, even though I don't think that's meant to be that. Wow, I've never saw him that way. Uh, let's see if uh, we can pick, pull up a more detailed picture of him. It's like a little masked He does dude. have like a pointy nose like a penguin, but he's just like, you know, generic cartoon character in a wrestling mask. With big old uh, boxing mitts. Huge boxing mitts that are as big as his head. Uh, and you have to box him. They, they put a boxing encounter in this game. Because somebody programmed that and thought it was cool, probably. Yeah, it doesn't have anything to do with anything else in the game. Not whatsoever. Um, and, you know, it's, it's very tricky. I don't know. I, I don't feel like I have ever solved this fight. It's I'm not, just like, no, I have like, to wait for him to show an opening, and then I take the opening. I mean, that's it. I mean, they do, it's yeah. a very, probably programming-wise, it's a very simple thing for them to design yeah. that ends up being challenging but not overwhelming. Yeah. It kind of tests your sword play in a way that uh, the rest of the sword having enemies in the game do not do because it's just a 
Game Boy game, you know. Yeah, yeah. This is not Dark Souls. <laughs> uh, and you have to box this guy and stab him a bunch to beat him. He shows up again in the Oracles, but that's not even really worth getting into. I I, I think it's worth saying that in the Oracles, he get, gets to talk. Yeah, his actual character so, there. Then when you return to this game, you think of this guy as more of a guy yeah. as opposed to a weird mask that punches you. Uh, but, like, that doesn't... We can't credit this game with this guy's personality. No. Okay. Uh, you beat him. You beat him. That's you the actual mini boss of the dungeon. The yes. So you get the little uh, you get the little warp point. You get the fairy. Right, and that's important because you're going to walk out of this room and you your path to the dungeon item treasure chest is blocked by these crystal switch cubes. Yeah, and those don't show up anywhere else in the dungeon. <clears throat> as far as you're concerned, that's not that was not a puzzle element in this dungeon. Uh, yeah. So then you're stuck, and you're like, well, shoot, now what do I do? So you have to go Not back only to are you stuck, but you can't go back the way you came. That tra- that uh, The staircase that brought you here was on top of a ledge. You can't climb back up that ledge, so you have to use the mini-boss warp hole, yep. warp t- portal, to go back to the beginning of the dungeon. Uh-huh. And now you're like, okay, I have to go back there, but first I have to find one of those switches. And it is a hunt to find this thing because there yes. is one switch in this entire dungeon and it is super hidden it's super hidden and it's in a room where there are no doors you have to bomb your way into this room where all of that's in there is a crystal switch um, and so like okay the thing we've done we've realized that sometimes we the game has taught you look at the map Mm-hmm. See where there's something missing on the map. Mm-hmm. In Face Shrine, go into where those eyes are. Mm-hmm. There's probably something in the eyes. Um, here, you're gonna, you might, if you're looking at the map, realize that that tile of the map has not been accessed. But the thing is, this dungeon also has a lot of staircases connecting rooms that are not, you know, connected right. in the overworld of the dungeon. So you don't really have a reason to assume that you should bomb into this room. The dungeon kind of teaches you to think, well, maybe if I go through all the staircases, I'll eventually find the one that leads into that room. But now, if you do find the wall to the left of that room, there is a cracked wall there. That's the cracked? It's cracked. Okay. okay. That that one is cracked. The one below it, which I did not know about until I was looking and doing research for this, <laughs> uh, apparently is another way in that room. Uh, but that's a, not an ex- exactly a tile you will go into very often to even see that cracked wall. Right. Um, so I know, I, I think when I played the game at the beginning of the year, I couldn't find the crystal switch. And then I finally found the cracked wall and was like, oh, yeah, there you go. So this is nasty. It's nasty, but I like it. I do like it. It's, I, think it's, it's... I think it's fair because it's it's not like you're not having to manage crystal switch shenanigans like the previous two dungeons. Where the previous two dungeons were filthy with like... Okay, now I gotta switch it to this. Now I gotta go over here. Now I gotta switch it to this. Mm. It's just a binary, like, there's a switch one place that'll get you in there. Go find it. And I think that's a lot more... I think that's fair. I think it's difficult, but I think it's fair. Okay. I Uh, think it's unfair and I like it, but whatever. (laughs) That's that's, that's an approach as well. Okay. Um, You get the switch. Okay, so you got the dungeon item now. Yeah, you find the switch. You you get the dungeon item. It is the magic rod. They call oh. it the fire rod in the original, right? No, it's magic rod. It's always been oh, the magic okay. rod. I'm dumb. Which is uh, a, 
arbitrary distinction, to be quite honest, because it basically, <laughs> it basically is the fire rod. Well, no, it's not arbitrary because it was the magic rod in LOZ. Right. Another LOZ callback where LOZ had the magic rod. It wasn't the fire rod till Link to the Past when they differentiated between, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So, no, it's an LOZ callback. Okay. Uh, and it is very overpowered. Yes. It is a extremely strong item that you get at the end of the game. Um, and you don't get to use. Not, I mean, it lets you d- defeat everything. But not, uh, yeah. Yeah, but like, after this dungeon, you're not going to get to go out and burn up the island. You're just going to be, you know, you go to the end of the game. Um, I thought it was cool how, or it's good that in the remake... There's stuff to do. There's, you know, mini games and stuff that you have to or you can go around and finish up, find all the 50 secret seashells uh, after you've done everything in the main path of the game. That means that you get a chance to apply this cool item that you got in the very last dungeon. But it's so nerfed in <laughs> the remake, it doesn't deal hardly as much damage. It it's is kind of a shame. broken a little bit in the original version of the game. Yeah. Um, and its main use, aside from being a weapon of mass destruction, uh, which, like, wrecks those vires we were talking about earlier, where, uh-huh, the, vi- uh-huh. where the vires are, like, enemies that you have to, like, trifle with several times in this dungeon, and it's kind of a pain in the butt. Here, you get this thing, it's like, okay, that obliviates that encounter. That obliviates yep. my encounters with the Gibdos. Like, everything is now, like, a one-hit kill, practically. Yep. Uh, but the other use of it is that there are torches that are inaccessible uh, that you have to use to shoot fire at in order to uh, light torches to solve puzzle stuff. That's in one room that I can see. Is I it thought there was one room? in the center-ish area where you have well, to... Well, that's... You can reach those torches. Oh. Okay, maybe it's just the one time. Yeah. You might be right. Uh, to get a key, you have to light some torches that are stuck behind stuff, and so that's your way to do that. Um, yes. Boy, all right. Uh, how are we feeling? <sighs> There's a lot in this dungeon. Um, I think we can... Oh, here's my thesis statement. This dungeon is awesome because of how nasty it is. Yeah, it's nasty, but I, again, I still think it's fair. I still, I still think this is a fair dungeon. It's dense. It's still the densest dungeon in maybe all of Zelda. Could be. Just puzzles per square foot is just like... <laughs> or just like elements per square foot. It's just a lot. Uh, well, okay. Let's get the boss key. Is that oh, hard to get? The boss key. Talked we we talked about the boss key. The other thing I, uh, that you do use the magic rod for I forgot about was that... Oh, Yes! Um, there are, we talked, we kind of briefly touched on the fact that there are a lot of connections between mm-hmm. different sections that you go into the side scroll segments to do, uh, like in a LOZ kind of thing. Uh, but these ones, uh, two of them are filled with a bunch of ice blocks. Yes. And, uh, uh in Link to the Past, maybe in Adventure of Link, uh, we started this, uh, theme of, well, where you have fire as a theme... You also have ice as a theme. They go hand in hand, like hail fire peaks. Um, and so that that kind of gets <laughs> uh, done into the ground as the series goes on and its video sure. games go on. Sure. Uh, but here it's like, okay, you're in a fire dungeon. There's lava all over the place. 
for a little bit, you're going to be doing a puzzle where you have to melt ice in a certain way. It's these magical attics that are filled with ice. Yes. Uh, and you have to use the fire rod strategically to get past these big, like, sets of ice blocks. These are good puzzles. Yeah. It's it's a lot of, like, it could just be, like, there's a, just a wall of ice that you just use the fire rod to get past, right? It could just be a simple obstacle like that. But instead, they're arranged in such a way that if you just start idly shooting fire everywhere, you're going to yeah. block yourself from being able to get past what we're talking about. Right. So instead, you have to look at the arrangements of ice blocks uh, carefully and then strategically remove ice blocks with the fire rod in such a way that you're st- still able to negotiate the environment. Yes. It's a lot of, I need to jump and then shoot this top mm-hmm. layer because I need the bottom layer as a platform. Yes. And a lot of another one is I need to go underneath this and then shoot up to get rid of the one that's actually blocking me, but it still leaves a staircase there, kind of a thing. And this could be its own very good browser game. Probably, it probably this, is. This is like, well, what's that? There's a fire. I could, but I have like four or five different like NES puzzle games slashing in my head that might qualify as that, but I'm not. Oh, gonna, okay. Some kind of fire and ice kickle cubicle thing. I don't know. I'm just naming names of games now. Um, probably yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's just kind of served as just a, it's it's another puzzle element in this dungeon that is filthy with puzzles. Mm-hmm. And it's good. And it's not overdone. Um, it's just these couple little areas that you need to get past to get to. Uh, uh, one so- of them gets you to the boss key, and another one gets you to the boss. Exactly. So. You know, you have to negotiate both these puzzles to get through this dungeon. Yeah. It's real good. It's very good. Should we talk? Are we ready to talk about the boss? Uh, Let's talk about the room with the nightmare key door. (laughs) It has a bunch of lava in it, and it looks cool, and I like it. Yeah, that seems fair. It's it's all blocked off. Yeah. You walk through the door, and there's a huge pit of lava, and a boss comes out of it. And it's just a great big fireball who yells at you. His name is Hothead. Uh, his Japanese name is Daegu Flamu, <laughs> uh, which is just Big Flame. Uh, uh, which this is kind of a naming convention that they use a lot, blah, 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 blah. It's not very interesting. Uh, no, he's pretty easy, in fact. you just He's pretty easy. He's not like... It's kind of a low point of the dungeon, actually. Uh, which well, is like hit after hit after hit, and then this guy is not bad, but just. I would say that it's the payoff for finally getting to use the fire rod the way it's intended to use, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like you get this fire rod, you're kind of using it to wreck the dungeon. Now you just, it's like we need a shooting. It, this is, you know, how every Kirby game has a shooting gallery or like yeah, a, shmup, okay. a shmup boss. This is kind of that. Yeah. Like, we need to put a shmup boss in this thing. It's it's like that. It's 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 kind of like hey let's reward the player with a fun little encounter here, okay, uh, and then you like break him apart and he's a weird like bug thing inside of the fire. I always thought it was like a skull, but I think it is more bug like than I originally interpreted. It is it. weird. <laughs> okay, I got his dialogue here. Oh, okay, he says when he enters, crackle foosh, which is probably not him saying that. That's probably just the sound of him. He says you're finished. 
I will never let you play the instruments of the sirens. And then you fight. And then he turns into weird head thing. Let me see weird head thing. I want to get. Oh yeah, that's a weird. This is like a bug. Mm. Gross. And then he says, "Crackle, why did you come here? If it weren't for you, nothing would have to change. You cannot wake the wind fish. Remember, you too are in the dream." Oh no. And then he's kaput. Yeah. And then they graciously put the heart container where you're at instead of dropping it in the lava. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a bunch of lava in this room, by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this is the kind of last hurrah of the nightmares before the final of the game. Yes. Just a big old, like, hey, we've already made our point. Here's our point again. Go away. Right. Uh, uh, but nothing's going to stop you. No oh, no. No matter how point. much the monsters plead, you're yep. going to go grab the last instrument, which is the thunder drum. The thunder drum. Uh, and that's good. And uh, and then it flashes to white, and you get the message about, hey, go to the egg. Yeah. Go do the thing you're supposed to do. You're there Did now. You, have we told you yet that you're supposed to play the instruments at the ha- egg? Have we mentioned the core component of this game? I'm going to mention it again just to be sure. Uh, Turtle so, Rock is good. It's a very good dungeon. Turtle Rock is really good. This is this is the best iteration of a Turtle Rock. I mean, like every Turtle Rock dungeon is different. Because there's three yes. different Turtle Rocks in the series. You've got We the... didn't talk much about, because it doesn't really bear mentioning on this podcast, the uh, Link Between Worlds Turtle Rock, which it's is weird. good. It it's doesn't good. really bear comparison to this one. It's weird. It's yeah. small. It's small, which is not what you want out of a Turtle Rock dungeon. No. Uh, Link Between Worlds dungeons are weird. Uh, Here's what I want to say at the end of this episode. Okay. Zelda games have a thing where there are some main dungeons and then there's a final dungeon. The final dungeon is the nastiest dungeon. Um, level 9, after you get all the Triforce pieces, now you can do the nastiest dungeon. Ganon's Tower, after you get all the whatever you do in... Uh, oh, wait. Ganon's Tower at Wind Waker. I don't remember. You just get all the Triforces? Yeah. Um, Ganon's Tower in... Link to the past, you got all the maidens, and now you can do the nastiest dungeon. And in this game, that's not the case. The actual final dungeon, the egg, is a piece of cake. It's not scary. It's barely a dungeon. Um, There's one other game that does this, which is Majora's Mask. Mm. The the inside of the moon in Majora's Mask is kind of hard if you're trying to 100% it, um, but definitely not like a huge production of a dungeon. It's more of a tone piece before the final boss, just like the egg is, uh, we're going to make you uneasy, and then you fight the final boss. And I think that that is... Uh, or you can see how that's an intentional move uh, because they knew that this dungeon was the equivalent of level 9 in Legend of Zelda. They quote level 9 in all these different ways. So they were they were turning the structure on its head and saying, actually, the penultimate dungeon is going to be the most intense and then the final dungeon is going to be more contemplative. And... Uh, it's the same thing in Majora's Mask, where they use the 
the like curve of dungeon intensity for storytelling purposes for you know creating the right emotional curve in the player that all bears out yes uh good dungeon really good, good dungeon. dungeon maybe the best dungeon in the game now that we talked about it a bunch maybe catfish is mo- i don't know let's not worry about dungeon rankings well uh, no i'm gonna worry about it here's what i'll say okay this might be the dungeon the best dungeon in the game uh-huh it's definitely not my favorite dungeon in the game. Oh, okay. There you go. That's a good distinction. Ah, all right. I think we've talked this one out. Okay. I think tomorrow uh, we should talk less than this today. Yeah. Can we do H3? Oh, dear. We have to do H3 tomorrow. That's But funny. I have a bunch of stuff I want to say about H3. Well, so we are going to have to talk. That, that's the, the lot we're in, right? I guess. Tis a podcast's fate to talk.